0: answer the call. This is the Geek Confidential Podcast. Motherland, Fort Salem, Freeform's new series. And joining me to discuss the new series is Melody Akles. Welcome, Mel.
1: Hi, Luke. Hi, hey.
0: Also joining me is Mo Walker, who I have to credit for convincing me to watch this show because I was not too intrigued based on the original trailers. But on a recent podcast, Mo, you were like, you need to watch this. It's really good. And I did, and you were right. So welcome.
2: Thank you. You can call me Witch
0: Father Mo. A Witch Father Mo. Okay. Okay. Um, Which will be an interesting discussion regarding that episode. Basically, if you haven't watched this series, it's on uh, Freeform. The premise of the series is that back at the foundation of America, um, it was witches who ended up saving us. And as part of that, they um, basically cut a deal in which they are protectors of the United States, um, and for the past hundreds of years, they have done that, and the premise is is that there are bloodlines of people of witches and when you are called you have the option to accept the calling and go in well actually i guess technically it's not the option but we can go into that in more specifics later um and so basically we have three primary uh characters three girls who are the new recruits we have abigail bellwether we have tally craven and we have, I'm not good at pronouncing this, so I apologize, Rael Collar. Mo, you got Mo, Mel and I hooked on this. What did you think of the pilot?
2: I thought the pilot was really riveting. Um, how it, from jump, just the opening credits, how that tapestry just it weaves itself together And you from it, you see the the alternate history of of the United States. And so I'm hooked trying to, in my mind, thinking, like, okay, what's so different? And then, you know, we start getting these domestic terrorist attacks at shopping malls and people just dropping from the sky. And you like, what in the world? And, you know, next thing you know, you cut to Raelle and, you know, and it's and here she is. She's essentially on uh, a reservation for witches. And we're learning about her skill, her witchcraft and that she's a healer and that she has some reservations about enlisting because of what had happened to her father, uh, her mother and that her father's looked down upon because you know he's you know they don't call him muggles obviously in um, the Fort Salem universe, but you know he's a non-magical being. And then you know we cut through and um, we meet you know Tally and uh, Tally Craven and Abigail Bellweather, and we kind of get a little a, a little insight into what makes each one of these characters tick. And it, and it, I think it really helps, you know, for, for the audience who are coming in, you know, they don't know anything about this world, but kind of understanding the power differentials in this world and that, you know, the bellwethers, you know, they're one of the elite families in, in this in this universe. And that, you know, and it's and it's nice to see people of color in these affluent power positions and. You know, and it's this whole bloodline of them, these powerful black women who just have essentially been holding up this country. And there's an irony to that. Um, I really like the fact that when we when they you know, when we do are introduced to Fort Salem, you know, for a Freeform show, it doesn't look cheap. No.
0: And that could be the At case all. on Freeform. Freeform has a they spent some money on this show.
2: Yeah, I mean it looks go- the shots look gorgeous. the, the uh, special effects look really good. I think that in a lot of freeform shows, um, you know, often they're the you know the quote unquote you get the teen storyline of, co- of course. but I think with what, what this show excels at it different you know you have the adults, you have the, um, the recruits doing, that, doing you know, each week you kind of, you have them doing separate storylines and there's some, they, they bleed over, they cross over into each other. And I like that, you know, you, we, we constantly see General Adler, um, who, you know, Luke, she is the one who negotiated the Salem Accords. And, you know, it, when you first see her, you kind of don't realize that, um, uh, general sarah adler is more or less immortal and i like how over the progression of the next few episodes we kind of find out how she retains her youthful immortality um which is i think sort of creepy and very interesting and that when you start to peel back the different layers of the series there's just so much here so much to enjoy um it's I, you you just you just you can't get enough of the show. It, it's really really good.
0: Mel, what did you think of the pilot?
1: Oh, I really liked this pilot way more than I thought I would. I really felt that the entire concept of the show is interesting. In that, you know, the Salem Will Charles were absolutely real, and they are real witches around, and they've now made a deal to where they will protect the earth and the world from any and everything that comes around. So I just thought that the whole premise of the show was really interesting, and that's kind of what hooked me. And I like Mo was saying, the opening scenes of, you know, you must answer the call coming to you, will you do it? I, I thought that was just great, because I I feel like you don't see a lot of shows kind of like this with a such an original concept lately. So I really enjoyed that. And then come to find out that, It's truly like a military. It's a military of women and they are defending our country and our land and everything. And everyone respects them in the same manner. So because a lot of the times I feel like in shows where there are witches and supernatural, the witches are kind of really shunned and, you know, no one wants to be around them. And in this case, it's like, oh, no, they they are protectors and we will respect them 100 percent. So I love that. Um, I do agree that, you know, it is a free form show and you do have that teen aspect to it of, you know, there's going to be sex and teen issues and things like that. But I feel like the bulk of the show kind of makes up for that because we're really fighting a battle. We're fighting a war. And the terrorists that are around the spree, that whole scene where people are literally jumping to their death. I was like, yo, this is this show is dope. I I really like this show. And I feel like, you know, your three young leads, there's one that needs a little help, but the other two are are pretty great. So I'm definitely interested uh, to see how the season will continue.
0: What I was fascinated with in the pilot was Motherland used little things, very little things, to have massive detail impact. Hmm. The fact that the ability of these witches is based on vocal chords and being able to hit notes is a fantastic concept. How that is executed as the season progresses is fantastic. Can't speak highly enough. In, the, in this show, another little detail that is very cool but creeps me the fuck out every single time is how they applaud. They don't applaud with their hands. They do this really soft stomping of the feet with, like, no other noise. It's like the creepiest thing ever. The spree have figured out how to manipulate sound, and that is how they're uh, taking their terrorist attacks. But they're doing so using a blue balloon, I will never buy a blue balloon again or put it anywhere near a mirror. It's a fantastic concept. And the thing about it is, is that over the course of it, when it starts out, you'll just see this single solitary blue balloon. And when it pops, bad things start happening because the sprees have cast a spell so that when the sound of the pop and everything takes place with the balloon, bad things happen. So you get to an episode after having watched four or five episodes of the solitary balloons being used in um, terrorist attacks. There's also a blue balloon that is um, communicating with a spy. And then you get to an episode where the entire compound is under attack from blue balloons. It was so fucking creepy, but it was so good. Um, Which of the characters stood out for you, um, uh, Mel? And then I'll go to Mo.
1: Honestly, I I like the main girl, um, Abigail, Abigail Bearweather. I will say that she is definitely your overconfident lead character, but I do like that sometimes she will take the time to sit down and listen. And I feel like the actress is good. And I love that her mother is still around in, in her life so much to where she she will check her when necessary, which I love, but she still lets her grow. And I know, I'm only supposed to pick one, but I also like the other girl, um, Rael. I think she's really great because her character has not reached her full potential yet because she's just now kind of discovering how much she is able to heal people and she learned these things from her mother and she's kind of um, hesitant to do things sometimes and I I really feel like that's the one that has the potential to truly just grow. But yeah, that's probably my my two favorites so far.
0: Mo, how about you? Well,
2: I do agree with Mel about uh Real, and I
0: I definitely think she she's
2: my favorite. Um, you know, she's a bit of a rebel, but it, interestingly enough, she's not like what you would call a, a a classical looking hero because the the actress has a, a i don't know if it's it's she has a scar in uh real life or that they just add that with makeup but it, it, there's there's something striking about her with that scar and i think that the character again she wants to reject this whole system she doesn't believe in this you know the 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 witch military industrial complex, uh, because what it did to her mother. And at the same time, you know, the longer she's here, the more she feels bonded um, to Abigail and the Tally, and you can see those bonds growing between them, and it's it's making her a much more interesting character and a deeper character. And I'm I just feel I feel sorry for her because, you know, her that relationship she has with uh, Celia, you know, that's just gonna end in tears. Um, but she doesn't know that. Yeah, I know, I know, but I I feel for mm. her, I feel for her, I really do. Well, uh,
0: let I, me back up. She doesn't know it early on. She suspects something later.
2: Yes, that is that is correct. Now, I will say, I will, you know, I will, I will put in a little plug for Tally. I think. Tally is again. You've you've got to have, you have to have
0: that character. You cannot you have, have to have a, you cannot have mm-hmm. the seriousness of Abigail and the emo ness <laughs> of Rael without a little bit of humor. There has to be that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, she 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 more or less represents that 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 classic heroine who's kind of come to the big city or to the new place and is it is, you know, some of the humor is her figuring out, you know, how things work and and whatnot. And I think she feels like a classic freeform archetype, actually, if if oh, the yeah. naive character. Uh, but she really does work fairly well in here. I will say that with Abigail, it's just I like when they talk about the bellwether lineage, I just feel like there's something. I, I mean, I, I I get it. She's the Veronica Lodge of the show,
0: and what I you're trying just... to say, Mo, <clears throat> <laughs> is that she's a little bit one-dimensional in her focus.
2: Yeah, I mean. <laughs> she is she is very one-dimensional in her focus and that's fine because again, you know, you had those you, again, it's the classic story where you know, you have families of privilege and wealth and they have expectations for their children and you know, you got that kid that 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 son or daughter who's trying to meet those expectations and that's what we get in and, and Abigail. But there's going to come a point where she's going to question all that and she's going to reject all that.
0: So, there's I'm sort of going to open it up to a freeform discussion and get your guys, what your highlights have been for you, but I do want to touch on a couple things. Um, first of all, without revealing who the spy is, I really love how they've incorporated that character as a spree. Um, I think that they have executed that really well. The way that that character pops up in unexpected ways is done really well on the series in the first six episodes, which is where I'm at. we also got a chance to see the men, the boys from the comparable school come to visit for a witch ritual, which is basically where everybody has sex and Abigail bellwether likes it get likes getting it from two guys at the same time and then having those two guys hook up while she's watching. This was something that I thought even by Freeform standards, Mo, I know you've watched a lot of Freeform because you and I talk about it quite often. I was like, okay, haven't seen this on Freeform before. Maybe I missed something, but I had not.
2: <laughs> uh, it, it's interesting that <laughs> I can't help but think that you know when this airs on Free 4 you got the Seven Hundred Club coming on right afterwards. <laughs> but you know, it's, if interesting, and, and I'm not sure if you all are familiar with Beltane. I am not. Which it, okay, so it, so it is an an actual um festival. And um I know people who go to this. And based on descriptions I've heard, I've never been. I'm gonna put that out there. I've never been. Um Mel, do
0: you think he doth protest too much? No,
1: no, 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 no. I mean, well. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm gonna say based on friends
2: of mine who've, who've attended, um, Wink, wink. You know, let, let's just say. Is it true? Um,
1: is, it, is real th- life becoming real life?
2: <laughs> yes. I, let's just leave it at that. Yes. Real <laughs> life is becoming real. <laughs> like, yeah. That, 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 this is obviously, you know, I mean, um, there, the, you know, you've got the magical aspects and so forth. But in, in terms of, um, l- shall we say, the hooking up and so forth, I understand that is a big part.
0: What I thought was uh, this is a lot of free What I thought about was interesting about Beltane was how this is where um, <clears throat> Tally came into her own. Um, what else stuck stuck out for you, Mo?
2: Then I think that this this episode really did allow us to um, experience Tally in a whole whole new light. Um, I think it really allowed us to get to know um, Sarah Adler, General Sarah Adler, a little bit more as well and her relationship with with the witch father because up until that point you know really i wasn't sure where the men were you know and i was just like and and, which was fine and and but i was like kind of curious about okay so are there any warlocks you know what's what's you know what's what's going on with the men and I, and, and I was really interested in the fact that the men are essentially subservient to the women and the power structures inversed from what we get in the chilling adventures of Sabrina, in which like the male witches, the warlocks, are the ones who are typically in power.
0: And what's also interesting is that polygamy is widespread within the witch community, because Abigail has how many fathers? I'm fairly she said two or three.
1: Like a few?
2: <laughs> a few, yeah. So it's so yeah, so you you got the polygamy aspect um I like the notion of the contracts where they were like, well,
0: you know, 5-year contracts, contracts for contract. marriage. We, 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 yes.
2: Yeah. Um and then you know if you if you want to like move on, it's all good. We can just sample and um and I think it's so funny that you know we get Tally, who is just like, I just want my one true love, and, you know, I just can't live without him. And Abigail's like, you know, it's a buffet. <laughs> you know, you have a little of this, you have a little of that. Um, just the dosha of the culture is really fascinating, and it's not just... there's. It's just the plot, I think, in and in, in finding out what's going on with the spree is one thing, but just week to week learning about the intricacies of the culture like you said previously uh Luke about how does their magic work i was really fat i love the the whips that they get that the um that the male witches produce for them and it's you know they they're given this token of these male witches affections for for the uh for for the um for the females and you know they use and it's i have to say it's it's really well thought out and a, there's a lot of world building going on here and, and what's
0: great about it is the world building that this show does phases it in it's not an info dump at the beginning of the show or at the beginning of the season they they just even it all out over the episodes and it, it builds on each other. Mel, what stood out for you in the season? Was it the training? Was it the battle testing? Was it the adults? What did you think of it?
1: Honestly, I really enjoyed the, when they had the wedding and then members of the spree show up and it is just a free for all everyone is in a battle for their lives unfortunately you know we do lose a few witches but I love all the fight scenes for that how you know we have our generals who are basically the moms the adults and and when she tried to scream and nothing came out I was like "Uh oh we're in trouble now like it kind of had me really excited so i I really enjoyed that episode when we figure out, you know, about the weddings and how it's only five years and I were under attack and wow. I, I really just thought that was great. That was kind of like my point of, all right, I'm officially all the way in with this show. I'm down.
0: What I also think is interesting is, and I touched on this earlier, the way they use vocal cords and notes, um, I haven't played the piano since probably my senior year in high school. Probably couldn't do it if I wanted, um, but I appreciate the musical art form and people who are talented in it. So then they have this subplot where notes are used in casting magical spells, and we have this this scene in which extremely r- rare. Notes and sounds that have never been used by the um, by general witch society because they've been created by a reclusive witch village, shall we say, cell, whatever you want to call it. I loved the detail in that and how the the powerful American which form might end up relying on the notes of this little village, but at the same time, the general is refusing to use the notes because there's a connection and we want to find out more about what her connection is to those notes. Mo, what did you think of how the battle training went for the girl, has gone for the girls? What did you think, uh, what was your favorite scene in their vocal training? <laughs>
2: well, I mean, again, I would, I would have to say um, I do like their kind of take on the power of three when you know they use their vocal trainings to punch a hole through that the the steel
0: i didn't Um, think about
1: that mo that's wow okay keep going keep
2: going
0: he just brought it to a charmed level (laughs)
2: like
1: i'm just like oh duh of course it's the power three okay
2: but but i also but to me i really have to say it's it's those whips i mean you know it, it it's you know they got the dummies on the on the track and then they just turn around and they just have to whip and then they, they just cut it in half with their, their whips. I mean, to me, that's the, I, I love that, 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 those sort of training montages. Um, it's very comic booky. Uh, it, it It's, I think they're fun. I, I have to say they're typically the, the training sequences, you know, yeah, you know, sometimes, Oh, they're going to fall. They're going to stumble. Um, but usually, you know, when they get it right, it's one of those moments where, like, yes, it pops, and, you know, and you always get one of those, more or less one, one time per episode in these, like, uh, these training montages, but, but yeah, I, (laughs) I, I, but what I will, I want, I wanted to bring up one thing, Luke, that, um, and i don't know if you, you 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 know this but the creator of motherland fort salem is also the creator of your 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 favorite show on uh t, and, uh, t tnt claws
0: how is that even possible <laughs> okay we do not discuss claws on this podcast very often because it is not geek related but that show is batshit crazy. And in a good way. But it just is. And. The, I guess I can see it. Because Claws is very well threaded. Everything that happens on Claws. Even though it may be completely insane. Ends up having a reason or a purpose. And you can see that same foresight in this show. But. I did not know that. Now I'm going to have to go back and completely reevaluate everything that I have to think about both Claws and this and look at it in a new light. Wow.
2: Well, I was also going to say, and and I don't know if you know this as well, that Will Ferrell is one of the executive producers on this show, which I find hilarious.
0: Yes. The only thing that I've ever liked of Will Ferrell's is Elf. So (laughs) now I guess I have this. <laughs> but executive producer that could mean any number of things I suppose.
2: This is true. This is true. I mean um uh, it's just it just it just doesn't feel on brand.
1: Oh, it's me. definitely different for him. Like Yeah. It, but it, then it, Sean Hayes produced um Grimm, so
0: Yeah. Go figure. Mel, any final thoughts on the first six episodes of Motherland Fort Salem.
1: I forgot to mention that Cheryl Lee Ralph is the president, and when I tell y'all, she appeared on my screen, and I was screaming, "Yes, give me more!" Um,
0: um who is that?
1: I for? honestly, Cheryl, are you kidding me right now?
0: No, I did she not recognize Lee the Ralph. president when she came I, as oh, someone.
1: Oh my gosh, Luke. She is this legendary, iconic black actress. She was in the original Dreamgirls, the play. Um, she's been in, she was the mom in Moesha. She was the mom in um, Sister Act 2. Like,
0: come on, Luke. You, well, you're I've killing me. Well, I've watched Sister I... Act 2, but the thing that I got out of that was Lauren Hill's soundtrack, which is what I loved about that.
1: Yes, she is Lauren Hill's mother.
0: I would have to go back and watch. I did not know that. God,
1: I'm literally dying. Okay, not the point. She's amazing and I love her. But final thought is, I love the originality of this show. If you are definitely, if you like witches into that whole thing, I would give this a chance. I know it's on free form. It's not necessarily a, maybe we should give it a shot. I would do it. I, the characters are really well fleshed out. I also feel like the story is very strong. It's heading in the right place. Just please give it a chance. Motherland, for Salem. Great.
0: Mo final thoughts Uh, again, you know,
2: building on what Mel said, I mean, the show really takes his mythology very seriously. Um, Just again, there's so many layers that you want to delve into. I mean, we hadn't even touched upon technology in, in this, in this reality. I mean, I'm like wondering, do they have cell phones? Because based on what I've seen, I don't think so. I think it's, there's just so much to enjoy. Just the, the, not just the plot and the intricacies of a military industrial complex built on witchcraft. Um, you know, you're talking about domestic terrorism in a whole new frightening way, courtesy of balloons. There is just so much in the series to enjoy. And again, don't get hung up on the fact that it's on freeform. I mean, you can watch it on Hulu. Just, I, if you like great storytelling, if you, again, like witchcraft and so forth, because, again, you know, I think that this stands. I, I think, and, and let's just see how the first season ends, but I think, you know, in terms of... Um, Shoulder to shoulder with something like Sabrina, where it's a little bit darker and so forth. It's not fluffy, like what you would maybe typically get with Charmed. Um, I think it's dealing with some really grounded societal issues, uh, some some complex gender and sexuality issues. It, it's it's really in the moment. And I I really think that it's a damn good looking Joe.
0: <laughs> so... My thought when I was watching the pilot was I don't know if the CW ever had the op if this was ever pitched to the CW, but if it was and they passed on it, they passed on the perfect show to be paired with the 100. The 100 has been a show that has been it takes no prisoners, it will kill anybody and everybody, it does terrible things. But the drama and the characters are so good that you just keep watching. And it's wrapping up its run. The final season is coming back. But if this had been on the CW, not paired with Charmed, but paired with the 100, I could could see where this would have been a big hit for the CW. Um, by their standards. Now it may be, it may and I haven't looked at the ratings for it, so I don't know what it's coming in at for free form. It may be doing really well for them as well. But when I was watching the pilot, I was like, why isn't this being paired with the 100? Um, I also wondered, and I will maybe have to do a little bit of research on this. Quartermain is not a name that is very common. But it happens to be the name of one of my favorite soap families, the Quartermains on General Hospital. So I have to wonder if there's someone who used to write for General Hospital or who loved General Hospital back in the day, or still does, I suppose, and decided to give a nod to to those characters by using that name on this show. Just a little speculation on my part. I have no clue, but I was like, I need to do some more research. We would encourage you to comment on this episode at geekconfidential.com. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash confidential. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash confidential. I am on Twitter at Luke underscore Kerr. Melody is at Melody Aikles, And Mo is at Doctor Mo 77 We thank you for listening. Until next time, so long. Watch out for
2: those... Blue balloons, everybody.
1: (laughs) Bye, y'all.